0: Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> then again it's with Ken you, and Glenn. And I'm Glenn. And that's Glenn. I'm Ken. So that's he, Ken. So we are. Um, so today, though, it's uh, history and statues and the relationship between the two or sometimes the lack of relationship between the two. And uh, we always like to remind folks, even though they've heard us say it so many times if they listen to this podcast before, uh, history history. Uh, you know, a good working definition that we like to use because it's the one that Herodotus, you know you know Herodotus.
1: He's my favorite Greek. <laughs> exactly. It's really? Your favorite Greek? Wow. Well, he's the father of history. That's
0: right. And he, he invented the word history and uh, he defined history as an inquiry into the past. And, and what's great about that, that's drawing the distinction between, you know, the past is this thing of time, but an inquiry into the past is us asking questions and, and learning things about the past. And that's, Inherent in that is a revision. You are uh, revising opinions based on new revelation or based on new, as you like to say, new
1: perspectives. Yeah, new, new perspectives. The facts may have been there all along, right. but as we go forward,
0: but you've got to be we equipped. want to see
1: things differently. We want to see things through different eyes. Right, so. and, that's,
0: and that's where the relationship between a statue or a monument and history can get muddled because history, by definition, is Dynamic and changing. A monument or a statue is literally written in stone. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it can be changed, but there's a lot of expense involved, <laughs> and uh, and oftentimes that doesn't happen.
1: The the obvious inquiry that we're talking about now is the issue of Confederate monuments here in 2019, and in the over the last couple of years, a lot of attention has been. Newly placed on those monuments to the Confederacy, to leaders of the Confederacy, to soldiers of the Confederacy, to the cause of the Confederacy, and all these things, and and really, it wasn't such a big issue for the general populace uh, until a lot of bad things happened uh, in the Carolinas. Bad things always happen in the Carolinas. Uh, <laughs> just, but, just ask
0: uh, Bannister Tarleton. Just
1: <laughs> all of them, all of them. But um, but you know, and then and then it, it led to a reevaluation of what role those statues played in our past what we perceive them in the present and what should their fates be in the future and a lot of things have roiled around them there have been protests you know the the white supremacists have rallied around statues of lee to protect it from removal which i will go out on a limb and say lee would have absolutely hated that um, hated he did not the only statue the, yes. he would have hated the statue he would have hated the cause for which he was all the things right, right, all the things right. yeah lee did not want statues to the confederacy afterwards
0: and especially to himself
1: especially especially to himself and there are people who will form also groups to go and tear down a statue that they feel should not have happened in the first place and there's lots of secret desecrations going on which which by the way is an attack on private property based on your opinion and but th- but here's the thing the 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 issues and the emotions that boil up because of what these statues can stand for, can be perceived to stand for, I totally get. I really do get that. Right. And the question of, as I said, where do these statues stand in our current view of the past and, and what should we be done mm-hmm. with them, it's a complex issue. I refuse to accept one extreme or the other. Personally, I think that conversations need to happen, perspectives need to be examined contextualization can be key but regardless it's a sticky wicket and a can of worms
0: well and, and my thought on especially that last part of what you said is regardless of the complexity point of fact anyone who is saying you can't take down that statue you shouldn't take down that statue because it's history that's what i automatically i'm sorry i don't have any leeway on no it isn't no it isn't it's a statue it's not history uh, now there's a historical context for the statue Absolutely. The statue itself enters into the historical record, but history is an inquiry into the past that is meant to change. A statue is meant to hold the past in a frozen moment. A statue or a monument is is heritage. Heritage holds the past to an ideal. History takes the past and lets it be what it is. These are two different things. And when it, when it literally says on the base of a statue, this is to commemorate, this is to honor. Well, commemoration and honor aren't an inquiry into the past. Those are emotional things that have to do with heritage. So that's when I start getting my hackles raised.
1: Right. and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, <laughs> They're raised right now it's just can talking see about him. my hackles. They're poking out the back of his shirt. <laughs> no, it's horrible. The- but you know, and, and the thing is I will also I, I find myself sometimes being much more of a of a sentimentalist going out to all the historic sites and the battlefields and things yeah, like that. Good lord, they're in a and, horrible position. Yeah, And, and the, the management and the people the that work there. I mean, and, what are they gonna do? And the statues, you know, you, you see a statue that commemorates a victory or sometimes a defeat. Commemoration can be okay. But you need to acknowledge right, it, for right? Right. Exactly. It's I'm, I'm not saying that it's not okay, but right. don't call it history. Don't call it history. You can you can respect the past. You can pay tribute to those who who fought and died and served here, or accomplished this thing or or, or whatever. But don't say that the statue represents history. You could say the statue represents, as you say, a, an inquiry in the past, frozen in time. Right. Right. I mean, but but that was. 50, 100, 50 100 years ago. Right. And let's uh, say 100 cuz I'm you know in my 50s. Okay, so, let's say 100. That's a good cuz I don't want to be any a statue made 100 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with them? How right. do you talk about right. it? And 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 to a certain extent the the national uh, conversation such as it is and and it has been getting better has been focused on these memorials to the Confederacy. And let's step back and look at and and can you jump in here the Confederacy was a complicated thing. I think we both agree that the Civil War <laughs> had as its very primary central issue, uh-huh. capital C, capital I, that of slavery. Right, right. They were rebels against an established government. Right, and that rebellion was based on the preservation of human enslavement. Right, right. Done. Right. So any continued. A lot of things flow from that. A lot of but things that's flow from that. Thing. And so when you put up a memorial to the ideals of that Confederacy, you should take that into account. Right. I would say that I can't remember a single monument put up in the 10s, 20s, 30s, et cetera, that really addressed that. Mm-hmm. So it, it leaves out a, a large voice, especially that of, of African Americans and, and, and their role in the nation up to that point in the Civil War. And this is where the emotions run high because we are here in the South. It's very hard to you come to grips with. You said something,
0: you said since yeah. we're here in the South. Let me throw something in real quick. I was up in um, Rhode Island a couple of years back. And I was walking through this town, Bristol, Bristol, Rhode Island, beautiful little town. And uh, I could see up ahead on the, on the right as I'm walking down this street on the sidewalk oh, there's a, there's a memorial up there, a, a, a statue memorial thing. And as I got closer, I could tell that it was Civil War uniforms. And I got closer and closer. I was like, oh, man, really? Confederates up And yeah, I'm in Rhode Island. And then I said, when I got close, enough, I thought, like, oh, wait a second. That's a Union soldier and a Union sailor. Now, that was very refreshing because, dear listeners, I grew up in the South, and I have never seen anything other than a Confederate statue as a Civil War monument down here. So it was kind of interesting. Outs-
1: outside of Battlefield outside Park. Of, outside of yeah. Battlefield
0: Park. But yeah, like Courtyard yeah. Square. Sure, Courtyard square, You know, downtown, you just boom. And it was like, ah, wow, how about that? So that was so, sort of an interesting a cognit- moment of cognitive dissonance that very quickly resolved itself. But it was, uh, you shouldn't automatically assume that a statue is going to be a, s- a certain kind of monument or memorial until you, you know, take the time to examine it. And by extrapolation there, you know, I worked at the National Civil War Naval Museum. And right. we had that uh, that full-scale replica of the of the USS Water Witch. And this was back in, this was right at the beginning of the sesquicentennial, 2010. You know, 150th anniversary of the Civil War, and um, a local TV reporter called up and wanting to interview me about our programming, and that was it was it was that general. Hey, can I come by and talk to you about your programming? And of course, you, as you well know, yeah. at a nonprofit with no budget for advertising, when someone calls up and says, "Hey, I'd like for you to talk about your programming on the air," you go, "Why, please, you yes, say, I'll schedule the you week. You say come yes, by. I'll take the next 17 <laughs> days, and we'll do that." So, of course, when they show up. They've brought a member of the NAACP and, uh, and an activist to talk about the Civil War and our programming about.
1: Hey, it, it was Go an ahead ambush and use interview. the word. It's an ambush. It was, it was an ambush an interview. Ambush. That, and,
0: and, and once again, dear listeners, that's common. For examples of this, see the media. And uh, anyway, so we, you know, we start talking about things and, you know, I, I'm f- fine. You, you know, you could have told me what you were doing and I would have still said yes to the interview. But you know we're getting into things, and 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 they they were sort of focusing on the word commemoration because we were talking about we're going to have a commemoration of, and and the guys said, well you know that's just the NAACP guy was well that's just honoring, and i was like whoa 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 the word commemoration doesn't mean honor, it literally is from the Latin cum memoria with memory. Right. Well to me it okay, well to you it may be one thing, but if you want to talk about definition, I'll talk about definition, and so then we moved on, and he, and uh, the interviewer asked the guy you know what do you think what when you see that ship right there and this is the full scale replica right. what you know that you know when I drive by you know down the street and I see this because I drive by this the museum every day you know all I kind of think about is you know the slaves that were packed on slave ships and I said you do realize that's the U.S. Navy warship that was active on the African slave suppression squadron right <laughs> yeah and 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 he said no, I didn't. I said, "Well, it was." I said, "The, sh- the ship. This my and Y'all said, ought
1: to come to the museum, right?
0: Well, well, and that's what <laughs> followed up. And he said, "And and the thing is," he said, "Well, you know what? I probably should." And I said, "And look, your visceral reaction to and I don't know how much of this they actually used on the interview because right. they weren't getting what they wanted. We weren't fighting.
1: Yeah, we exactly. we
0: were we were finding common ground while discussing a monument that makes what terrible the- news. What the? So uh." So I said, but you know, I certainly understand that your visceral reaction when seeing a ship—it, because wh- why wouldn't that be his visceral reaction? Quite sure. frankly. But then take the step to explore, you know, just to like, inquire into the past. Inquire, would you say? To inquire into the past, exactly. So, so that's you know, Glenn. I think that's what ideally a statue or a monument should do. It should—that's what their purpose should be—to to make you go, ah, why is there a memorial that honors or commemorates? Why? Who were look, these people? Who were these did they, people? Yeah, what, exactly. Or what did they do? Exactly.
1: Run yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> Glenn is holding his temples and rubbing. So, <laughs> it's so complicated because we as humans desperately need to remember things as we as want to. That's what our species does. We remember. As we do. We tell and, stories and, and, to remember. And that's what I was about to say. You know, it is, it is very hard for someone to be told, much less to come to grips with. Those ancestors that fought for the Confederacy, for example, yeah, yeah. that you want to honor, you realize they were fighting to preserve slavery. Right, right. Even if even if you can and, find and a letter or a diary
0: that says that your particular ancestor, well, you know, I'm not fighting for slavery. I'm fighting for the Confederacy. I'm fighting because, you know, my homeland's invaded. F- fair enough. Yeah, your, your particular guy. But he's still, as you just said, the he's still fighting for the thing that Article 9 of the Confederate Constitution explicitly says, the right to own Negroes' as property. That's what you're fighting for
1: if you're wearing that uniform. Right. And And your person isn't evil. And yeah, he's a product of his time. A product of his time, which is what a lot of these statues are. Now, taking that, (laughs) those statues being products of their time, that is a great opportunity to use statues and contextualize them in a way that will engender conversations and inquiries into the past and things. So, but this is um, these statues have to be examined. Right. In and of what they are. And I get that people have visceral reactions, even though that was a, a wooden pretend ship made not at, remotely right. as a memorial, right. quote unquote. Right. It was, but people have reactions to them. So maybe, depending on what the statue is, depending on what the plinth at the bottom actually says engraved in stone, it's a consideration. But there's a lot of opportunity to contextualize these things, not just Confederate statues, well, that's, all statues. And,
0: and what, what you just said there is so key: the contextual contextualize the thing, and that's what a lot of people are pushing for. Is okay, maybe don't take down the statue, but add a plaque or a sign that says, in effect, you know, why is this statue here? The story behind the statue. Yeah. Why was it placed? What was the you know the the what reason. Was the, and what was the time? How was, was it financed? And, and 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 I'm glad you said that last word, finance, because that gets into another issue here that I don't think the general public realizes. I mean, people think I'll just go protest, the government will remove the government will then remove that government statue. Well, it is not even close to that simple because there's this group of little old ladies in the <laughs> late late 1800s, early 1900s, and they're still around today, called the United Daughters of the Confederacy. And they are responsible. God, what was it's it's over fifty percent of the statues that that are conv- on town squares and are, yeah. Are them. And this was a private, you know, non profit. I'm doing air quotes, right. everyone. Look at the air quotes on the on the podcast. Uh private nonprofit that raised money to buy these statues, and then they would go to a local government. And, of course, they're going to get a friendly ear, but can you give us a plot of land, you know, f- 30 feet by 80 feet to put this statue on? And and then the government says, yes, you can put it there. We sit on the land, but it's your statue. Well, now that's in effect a public-private partnership. Yes, it is. <laughs> and now simply how, how do you get that statue off? Well, the government can't really move it because it's not their statue. Right. The ladies don't have the money to, re- to to remove it 120 years later.
1: It was everything they could do back then, uh, then to raise d- the money. Exactly. For uh,
0: fortunately, there were there were statue companies that were more than happy to sell discount Spanish American <laughs> War statues <laughs> they really
1: were.
0: redressed as Confederate statues. See,
1: see local this is show. This is true. This is what absolutely true. And actually <laughs> Old Joe here in Gainesville is also a great example of how that process you were just yeah. talking about worked. So in 1902, the statue was put on the town square. The UDC paid for the statue. They, they did a 100-year lease for right. literally the amount of land that the statue it took up, on, which is yeah. like maybe four feet by four feet. I'm right. guessing, but right. say, let's say it's that. So they did a 100-year lease that property. That is a binding contract between a private entity and the government. Right. And then when that other hundred years was up, they did another, I want to say it was like a 30 or 40 year lease, mm-hmm. which of course means that that is in effect here today when there is a lot of movement to, right. to remove a lot of the statues, So regardless of what your feelings are, emotionally, look at the practical side of this. Right. For the county government, to say you have to remove the statue, they have to break a binding legal contract. Which
0: opens them up to a lawsuit. A huge
1: lawsuit. So that's just it. And and the UDC would, in a court of law, unquestionably win that yeah. because it's breach of contract. Right. So is it worth having the statue removed and having taxpayer dollars pay perhaps tens of millions of dollars for breach of contract?
0: Right. Uh, it's, right. It's, and this is a case where you know the agitation force, since it is problematic to remove it, go ahead and agitate for well instead, how about spend five thousand dollars to put up the contextualization. Yes,
1: exactly. And that, have that be a community a community exactly, effort. Exactly. Um these these are solutions that reasonable people reasonable people come <laughs> up with. There are there are a lot of efforts now right to go through and and you've you've seen this on the on the media, tear down these Confederate statues. And again, I do not condone or agree with those actions, but I kind of get their where a lot of these people right, are coming right. from emotionally, and it is emotionally driven. Right. But that being said, I think an unfortunate side effect of this. I was I was just telling Libba about this before. Hey, you've Libba, we've seen it. <laughs> she does exist, people. <laughs> She's back there. Um, that surge of public emotion to do away with. The statues of racist white men and and make them go away has bled over and created vandalism Vandalism, of, of statues that have absolutely nothing to do with the Confederacy or even with slavery in any tangential way. There are... I've seen World War II statues vandalized, mm-hmm. or it's news of World War II statues right. vandalized. To to what purpose? And that people right. are like, you know, even even some of the African American community leaders come and they're like, we're we're not sure why this, you know, this right. has nothing right. to do, do with with us. us. Right. This has this has something to do with someone being angry and being ignorant and not right. knowing exactly what they're right. doing. And then there are tricky statues. There is one down in Atlanta.
0: Oh, the one at Piedmont Park—that's the uh, peace statue, yeah, the, but it's still a Confederate soldier.
1: In it's it? still a Confederate soldier, and there's a, there's another one that is a monument to Atlanta's Atlanta's in World War One, or as mm-hmm. the statue, of course, it's a monument says the Great, great war. war. Oh, it was such a great war! And it, it was it was so good, unless you were <laughs> unless anyone in, in Europe. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the monument itself says, you know, the the Great War, our brave soldiers, right. actually 1916, Think 1918. That, right.
0: 1917,
1: 1918. It, yes. Yes. <laughs> and then at the bottom it says, it was the event that finalized the reunion of North and South.
0: who And...
1: It's right because that was done at the expense of African American exactly. enfranchisement and involvement in government exactly. and the economic prosperity. All these things, and, right. and so it's not lying, but it is hard, basically it's a monument to World War One and
0: a very specific the lost cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly. And yeah. so,
1: so what do you do with that one? Do you do you right. eliminate the right. entire thing? Right. And, and I'm, I don't
0: have an answer here. Right. You know, I'm not, right. I'm not trying to, to... I mean, once again, you know, if, if something needs to be addressed, it's to contextualize it. People say, well, what are we going to have, a bunch of contextualizing plaques all over the place? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what we're going to have. You got a problem with that? Uh, clearly you do, because you're having an, right. an, an imaginary conversation <laughs> with me. So anyway... But he's winning. You know, but, so, but, you know... Another side of this whole statue thing, it's not always necessarily about this type of issue. There's also the issue of just the inherent inaccuracy of the statue itself. For instance, here in Gainesville, we've got a statue of a founding father who's wearing tennis shoes. <sighs> it's a beautiful statue. <laughs> because there's like... A garden of presidents or something—I don't know what it's supposed to be called—but but it's Southeast Asian manufactured statues that. But attention to historical accuracy was not the hallmark of the company that produced them. No, no, price was no, price was very inexpensive. And there's also a, you know another example of that—that that, that huge literal huge statue and monument to Martin Luther King Jr. that was unveiled in D.C. a couple years back. That's clearly Chairman Mao with, with just a different head. With just a different head. I mean, it it's is. A, it's a base your standard issue. <laughs> Chinese <laughs> monument to Mao Zedong, leader of the Communist Revolution, that they said, "Oh, well, we can just put a different head on that." I mean, I mean,
1: sort—I mean, that, that was not in the paperwork. No, but, but it, you can hear the conversation. You can clearly you just, I'm, I'm just look at, just at like, the Man, that is so. So you know, what do you do with statues
0: like that? Statues that don't actually reflect what they're what. Forget any other issues. They're even—they're not even reflecting what they're supposed to reflect. Right. They you don't. Even
1: re- they don't even reflect. The attitudes of the time, I would time. argue. Exactly. They're, they're on
0: no level do they function. And quite frankly, they, they're more worthy of being destroyed than the one that you can contextualize because it actually is something that's still based in something we should be discussing. Right. Whereas right. the contextualization of this is, yes, yeah, Mal, we know.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. we, know. We, you, <laughs> we got a good you deal. Great one. you, you know, great What one. do you do? Well, <laughs> let me let, as we wrap up, yes. let me encourage you, when you go to historic sites and— town squares and battlefield parks and things like that please go look at the statues appreciate them for what they are some of them are quite artistic yeah and let them lead you to an inquiry yes let them lead you further commemorate what they look at but go beyond what they say yeah because i promise you it will be a rewarding experience absolutely and with that in mind bye bye everybody
0: Then Again with Ken and Glenn is a production of the Cottrell
1: Digital Studio at the Northeast Georgia History Center. If you've enjoyed listening to Then Again with Ken and Glenn, please make sure that you subscribe and help us out by writing a review. To learn more about the Northeast Georgia History Center, visit www.negahc.org.